So, Merry Christmas week, everybody. And on this week of Christmas, I am going back to three episodes temporarily just for this week. And we are doing all three versions of The Grinch. And this episode, we are talking about the newest version of The Grinch, the animated one with Bennett Cumberbatch in it. And before I rewatched this one to plan this episode, it was third on my list of which Grinch edition I liked because. The original animated one is always going to be my favorite. It's perfect. It's the direct adaptation of the book. It's a very strict adaptation. It is cute and adorable. Like, it just, it's the one I've grown up on. It's always going to be my favorite. And I thought I liked the Jim Carrey version more than I did. And then I watched this one again, and I was like, oh, I kind of like the Benedict Cumberbatch one. So I think it's second, but it's coming out first this week because I thought it was going to be third. So I thought it was going in an ascending order, but I'm not. And it is a kind of nice mix between the Jim Carrey one and the original animated one because it's animated, which I like better with The Grinch, I think, because of Whoville and the way it's like a fantastical world. I like that it's animated better, but it's longer and it's more developed and there are jokes for more adults too and stuff. And so like, it just, it's a really good mix and Benedict Cumberbatch does The Grinch's voice really, really well. So I'm very excited to talk about it. Books, TV, music, and movies. All things that make a big impact on everyone. I'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who will listen, so I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to, which means no tuning out halfway through. I'm Maya Ghosh, and this is my take. So we're just going to jump right in into discussing the plot, and I really like the introduction with all the scenes from Whoville. It's very fun, and like I said, I like how it's like animated, and Whoville itself is more automated, and it's more like fantastical and whimsical, and there's all these gadgets and this and that, but it still maintains that like traditional Whoville charm, and I realize I probably sound like I'm selling this version of Whoville. Like, oh, it's more animated, but it still has that traditional charm that you look for in a Whoville. Like... I don't know, but I did like, like, the introduction and flying over Whoville and seeing it and stuff, and the narration is similar to the Jim Carrey one where it adds on to the original, but it does keep most of the original words, which I'm okay with. I'm okay with them adding on. I like that they don't change the original words. They maybe do it in, like, a little bit of a different order, or they add on different things, so it's not, like, as back-to-back-to-back as, like, the original is, but they have all of the original words there, and the narration that they did continue with like kept in the same style it was that same like rhyming whimsical dr seuss style it just was like not the original words at some points but i was okay with that and i like i kind of liked it and i love when we first meet the grinch in this one he has the alarm clock and it plays christmas music and it's so different because like you never see the Grinch really, like, interact with Whoville. I mean, you do a little bit in the Jim Carrey one, but you don't see, like, I don't know. It's just, it's different, and it's fun, and I like it, and I love that even sending it over, like, the edge of the cliff doesn't shut it up, and then we do start with Your Mean One, Mr. Grinch, and I didn't like the version of Your Mean One, Mr. Grinch that they had for this, 
movie. Like, I didn't like that they redid it. Like, I really, really loved the original version of Your Mean Little Mr. Grinch. And so, I was not a huge fan of the change. And I was not a huge fan that it started so early because when they montage stealing Christmas, we didn't have it. And that's when it happens in the original. And so, that was, like, my one big issue with this one was, like, their use of a Mean One Mr. Grinch was, like, eh. But... We start with that, and I love the bell system for Max, but I also kind of hate the bell system for Max because Max is so abused in these, like, in the Grinch. Like, in any edition of the Grinch, Max always has to do an exorbitant amount of work. And, like, justice for Max. I mean, he's such a good dog, and he, like, makes the coffee, and he, like, jumps on the thing and does all the beans, and it's, like, a French press, and then he puts it on his head and stuff, and, like, I love that. But also, Max does so much work, and, like, all he gets at the end is, like, roast beast. I mean, in this one, he does get a toy as a Christmas gift, which I like. But, you know, Max needs to be appreciated more, so I need to talk more about Max. And then we have the whole, like, automated machine type of cave at Mount Crumpet from the Jim Carrey version, which is fun. And I like that. And I like that we keep that because... It's updated, you know, like the original version of the Grinch, the animated one, came out a long ass time ago. And so obviously there weren't all these machines and it wasn't all whimsical or whatever, right? And so now it's like we can be a little more whimsical about it. We can be a little more like fun and creative with it. But it's like it did really well with like keeping to the original themes of the Grinch, which I like. And the one thing that was weird is the Grinch puts on pants, which are basically like a green second skin. So I'm like, why does he even have pants in the first place? Like, why would you not just leave it and not make him wear underwear? You know, like, it was a little weird seeing him put on pants. And then we see the flashbacks to all of the emotional eating that he's done. And that's why he's run out of food. Because he was trying to stock up on food so he didn't have to go to Whoville until after Christmas was over. But he did a bunch of emotional eating. And, like, we all eat emotionally and just a lot over the holidays and so I get it and I like that and then we go down to Whoville and we see Donna Luhu is on the night shift and she's running to catch the bus and as soon as she gets on the bus she's immediately asleep which like not a mom so I wouldn't know the like tiredness of that but like have been through finals and I get that where it's like as soon as you you've been going you've been going you've been going as soon as you sit down you're out and then the Grinch is walking through Whoville and wreaking havoc a little bit and he walks past the carolers and the carolers end up like, you know, kind of following him and he has to run to escape and it becomes this like weird thing of like the carolers are singing in this like happy song but it's like the Grinch is freaked out and it feels like they're closing in on him. But the carolers are the pentatonic version of God Rest You Merry Gentlemen and that's fun because I love the pentatonics Christmas albums and so it was cool that they used it in this and it works so perfectly because like obviously there's multiple voices for pentatonics so it like works to be voicing carolers and then Donna Lou who is honestly an iconic overworked single mother and Cindy Lou who slides down to mail her letter and obviously she takes the shortcut because she thinks she is going to miss the mailman and she runs into the Grinch and briefly loses her letter and then it gets back. And then the Grinch tries to hide from the Who that thinks that him and the Grinch are friends and ends up getting punched in the face by an inflatable snowman, which I love. And we find out that the Grinch is like a bottle green. Well, not really because the Who makes some comment about like keeping the grays away, but I like to think that the Grinch is a bottle green and that... He's not actually green, and he has to dye himself green all the time to keep up the persona. 
And then poor Max, again, has to lug the food wagon all the way up Mount freaking Crumpet. Like, Crumpet is tall. In this version, I think they say 3,000. In the original version, it's like 10,000 feet. So Crumpet is a long walk up, and Max has to lug that poor food cart. And I hate it. And then we get up to Crumpet, and the Grinch is all sad and alone. And then we go back down to Whoville, and we see Cindy wearing four ski jackets and planning to get to the North Pole to talk to Santa in person. And I love her when her mom is like, oh, I'll see you in a month. And Cindy's like, what? A month? I need to talk to him now. And then we see the Grinch, and it's the giant-ass banquet table for just him and Max. And we see Max's fantasy of, like, driving around with the Grinch sticking his head out like a dog. And then what actually happens is the Grinch plays the organ and Max interrupts with his terrible drumming. And then the Grinch cheats at chess and that gets interrupted by the Who's flying in the giant ash tree to make Christmas three times as big this year. And then the tree lighting is a really cool ceremony because everybody brings an ornament. And I love that like they all are like on the kind of like crane things to pick them up and like putting the ornaments everywhere and stuff. And obviously the Grinch tries to trebuchet a giant snowball at the tree lighting and in the process almost falls off a cliff, manages to save himself, and then he gets launched into the tree and bungees from the tree down to press the button to light the tree ceremony. And that was really funny and obviously not something we would have done in the live action version. And like, I, I liked the tree ceremony because we don't really see the Who's, like, doing a ton of decoration. Like, in the original one, we see the trim up the tree song, and so it's, like, all that. But we don't see, like, the big tree ever really being decorated, and so I like that we see it. And I like that the Grinch plays a role, and I like that after that we see the flashbacks to Baby Grinch, who had Christmas in an orphanage, and he was all alone. And that's why he's so averse to Christmas and why he's so averse to cheer. And I like this backstory. I like that in this one and in the Jim Carrey version one, we get like some kind of backstory and I like this one. And then the Grinch goes home from the tree lighting and he's resolved to stop the whole thing of Christmas. And he gets the idea sitting at his organ. He doesn't get the idea because he pulls Max out of the snow and sees Max's snow beard, which is a little sad because I love that Max kind of gives him the idea, but you know, I'll take it. And then I do love that in this version, he has his epic like, evil villain moment when he's standing in front of the window and he's like evil laugh and evil pose and the lightning's going off and like he has that quintessential like this is my moment i've thought of the most amazing idea i'm the best villain to ever exist um and it just that was really funny because we don't see that you know like the grinch is just this like terrible horrible old like crotchety man in most of them until he returns christmas and this one he is more like not teenager-y, but he's like, he feels younger and more vibrant and lively in this one, which I like. And then we start the day um, of like Christmas stealing preparation with kind of a workout. And I love that Max gets up and like brings some coffee and the Grinch is like doing squats and stuff. And then he has the giant blackboard and he flips the giant blackboard around and all you see is the word Santa Claus <laughs> as his plan. And then we see Cindy and Grupert, and they use the bowling ball as a counterweight to pull them up to the treehouse to make the plan on how to catch Santa and, like, how to stay awake to catch Santa, which I love. And I love that they put the bowling ball in to, like, lift themselves up to the treehouse. That was really cool. And then back to Christmas stealing prep. The Grinch uses the Christmas almanac to get into character and then realizes he can't because he can't be in a jolly mood all the time. And then 
he uses the like rain horn to try and get a reindeer but at first all he gets is a goat and then they like freeze their way to the reindeer like mother load and the goat follows them and scares off all the reindeer except for fred and we try to lasso fred and that results in the grinch getting pulled into a tree and then the tricycle gang back with cindy Who meets at the light maze to discuss trapping santa and i love that they all pulled up on their tricycles and it's like really cute and then the Grinch steals the decorative sleigh from the who who thinks he's friends with him and upsets their dog in the process. And he looks through the window on his way up to the roof and sees the family like having a Christmas thing and he gets really sad. And then all of the sleigh and stuff comes crashing down, but it works up perfectly. So Fred is now pulling them. And the friendly who thinks he sees Santa because he sees his decorations being pulled by Fred, but he doesn't see Fred. And then, you know... <laughs> they get back up to Crumpet, and Fred and Max insist on sleeping in the bed with the Grinch, and then the next morning, Max ends up with the pillow and the blanket, and the Grinch is just sitting there cold, which for somebody who has a very needy dog, I don't want my dog sleeping in my bed with me, but I have a very needy dog who, like, likes to sleep with her head on a pillow and stuff, so it was very funny and, like, a little too real, but, like, very funny. And then Fred makes coffee, and Max is, like, sitting there freaking out. He's like, don't break my machine, you bitch. Like, I'm trying to, like, make coffee for him all the time. And, like, you know, I love that Max has his freak out, because I would, too, if I woke up and there was a reindeer making coffee in my kitchen. And then it's now the three of them sitting on the big banquet table instead of just uh, Max and the Grinch. And then the Grinch flies Max around like a drone to do recon, and I appreciate a lot how much more planning goes into this Christmas dealing than the original or even the Jim Carrey version. Because the Jim Carrey version, we see him do all the prep for, like, making the sleigh and stuff, but we don't see the preparation for, like, how he's actually gonna do it, whereas this one, like, they put a lot more thought into, like, he's doing recon, he's checking out the houses, like, eventually he plans his route and stuff, like, and I like all the planning, because in my head, I've thought of this, I was like, how the hell does the Grinch steal Christmas? Because there's, like, a lot of fucking houses in Whoville, and a lot of fucking presents, and a lot of fucking work to go into each house. So I'm like, how the hell did he time it? How did he prep it? How does he plan it? So I like that, like, we think through that in this one. And Max, on his drone, crashes because he gets distracted by sausages. And then the Grinch has a whole model of Whoville where he uses to plan his route. And honestly, I don't know how he plans this route because he puts so much red string over that thing that, like, I couldn't decipher it, but he does. And... He trains them to, like, not unwrap presents and not eat cookies so they can keep their time. And it's really fun that they have this thing where it's like, we only have this many hours of darkness in this many houses. We have to do this many houses per hour or whatever. And the kids also are doing, like, prep of their own because they test the Santa trap. And then the Grinch fixes up the sleigh so Max has a seat. And I... I was so happy in that moment because every time it's Max left pulling the sleigh and also Max has to pull the sleigh downhill first and then he has to pull the sleigh filled sleigh all the way back up to Crumpet and it's like no Max gets abused and it's not fair and so I was so happy that Max has a seat and they go on their test drive and fucking Fred stops because he sees a female reindeer and her babies and I'm like yes I want Fred to have love and be happy and the Grinch does let Fred go and I was so happy I was like oh my god he has a heart like even his tiny heart like he's letting Fred go but also it meant that Max now had to pull the sleigh and I didn't like that but he also you know makes himself stilts 
and tricks out the sleigh again and makes a Santa outfit. And then he butters Max up with a promotion as like head reindeer to pull the sleigh. And then on Christmas Eve, we see Cindy Lou Who and her mom telling each other how lucky they are to have each other and stuff. And that was so adorable. And then the Grinch has his all-purpose candy cane thing that gets him down the chimney and is a light and helps him collect all the things and we go back to the magnets for the stockings which is fun because i really like that detail and i've always thought like because my family we use stocking hangers we don't put like nails up or whatever i think most people use stocking hangers now and so i always thought it'd be funny like how would you do it now like how would you do a christmas heist now but i like that we go back to the stocking hangers for the magnets and we vacuum pack everything and um, have like the throwing stars that wrap around the tree and I love the de-Christmasing montage and I love that he has like the timer and the house counter and like the de-Christmasing montage is honestly my favorite part of every like Grinch movie because it's so fun and I love a montage and so I love that we go through that and like we see all the different things of like how he's doing stuff and like how his candy cane gets used and the stilts and how he can walk across houses and like there's all these different cool little gadgets and things that we don't really see with the original like we see a little bit of it you know we see like the magnet and the original and we see like just the Grinch doing a lot of like manual labor so I like that it's like a little more nuanced and cool and gadgety now and obviously the last house is Cindy Lou Who's and her Santa trap, which is quite elaborate, and I'm surprised the Santa trap actually works. But it works because the Grinch stops for one cookie because he's like, oh, I've earned my cookie, whatever. This teaches you kids, if you make a commitment, stick to it because otherwise you're going to end up trapped by a little kid wanting to see Santa. And I love that Cindy traps him and then explains how she just wants Santa to help her mom and it catches the Grinch off guard and she invites him to the who christmas sing and tells him that like all your sadness goes away at the who christmas sing and then the grinch is like yeah i'm not gonna go and he pulls all the stuff up and everyone wakes up and is really sad about all the missing christmas stuff and max max is the unsung hero of the grinch without max literally this wouldn't happen because in the original without max he wouldn't see max with the santa beard and get the idea also max without pulling the sleigh it would never work i mean the Grinch has gadgets, but he needs Max and stuff. And so Max is the true hero of this story, I think. And he is tirelessly pulling the sleigh up to Mount Crumpet. And Cindy, poor Cindy, thinks that Christmas got stolen because she trapped Santa and Santa got mad at her for trapping him. And I love how her mom explains that like Christmas is in the heart and Cindy is the only gift she, she needs. And even though she appreciates her trying to trap Santa to get her a better life, like all she needs is Cindy, which is really nice and sweet and adorable. And then everyone sings anyways, obviously, and the Grinch's heart triples in size, and he tries to save the stuff with his candy cane grappling hook, but the whole ass mountain starts cracking off, and Max is trying to pull, and then Fred shows up, and so Fred and his female reindeer and the baby reindeer are all pulling and it doesn't work until max grabs onto the baby reindeer's tail and pulls so again max is the true hero in the grinch story without max we would be getting nowhere and max deserves more credit justice for max anyways and then the grinch returns obviously with everything and he makes his apology speech and like specifically singles out sandy lahoo's like i'm really really sorry and then he goes all the way back up to crumpet and he needs to be alone and he gives max the bone and it was so cute that he gave max the bone because in no other thing did he give max a gift and i loved it and then cindy lahoo shows up and invites him to christmas dinner and cindy lahoo also like she's so persistent and i love her and she's so like i'm spreading christmas cheer and he deserves to be happy and everything and then he goes to the Christmas dinner in a tie 
and Max is in a little sweater and he freaks out over ringing the doorbell and then everyone is so welcoming and Cindy Lou Who shows him around to everybody and Max is getting so much love from the little kids and he has his speech like thanking everyone and realizing that he's no longer alone anymore and then he carves the roast beast and we end with the goat scream <laughs> which I kind of love and so to wrap up this episode uh like i said earlier upon further reflection which basically means watching this again this is my second favorite edition of the grinch like it doesn't beat the og obviously because like the original is the original but i do like it better than the jim carrey version and i love all the planning because that's always been my one thing with the grinch is like how the hell did he plan this how does he pull it off and so i love that we see it i love that he wears a tie to christmas dinner and I love all the gadgets he designs to help him steal Christmas. And I love Max, obviously. And I love that he gives Max a bone. And it just is so cute and funny and iconic. And obviously, it's the Grinch. So, like, I love it. And Benedict Cumberbatch does voice the Grinch very well. And it's just, it's great. Like, it's my second favorite Christmas movie behind the original animated version of the Grinch. So, yeah. I have been Maya Ghosh. And this has been my take on the Benedict Cumberbatch version of the Grinch. Thanks for listening. So we're kind of a one-woman show here at My Take, so the credits are not going to be very long. This podcast is produced and edited um, by me. I do all of my own social media. The only person I really have to thank is one of my great friends, Paris, who did the music that is in the intro and that you're listening to now. So thank you, Paris, and thank you all for listening. You can reach me at underscore my take on Twitter and Instagram. And please leave a rate or review wherever you listen to this podcast. That helps a ton. So yeah, thanks for listening.